Hi, Grace. Hi, Tuesday, special episode on a new day. This is going to be like a golden hour, half hour, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm. How's Grace? How are you, Grace? You know, why can't we just have nice things, Eric? Why can't we have nice things? I got a brand new hat. You do have a very nice hat. I love it. Mm -hmm. The other day, I looked at my big toe and thought, wow. It finally grew back after three years, and then I stubbed my big toe today. Why can't we just have – I will never have nice toenails ever again. That's good. That, that is so beautiful. You know why, Grace? Why? Because my pigs are full of pus and goo. <laughs> I so can't wait to hear all about it. So let's discuss why on episode 22. Yeah. I'm Eric Idiot Renner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back. Get out your foam roller and enjoy the party. They dance every time. Every time I hear it, I like to dance. Welcome, Grace. Welcome, viewers. Viewers, you stinking viewers. Find us more viewers. We need more viewers. Tune in. You know what? I'm happy with the ones who are here. So they're. They are just fine the way that they are. And way to make me look like the mean guy. Ah, whatever. Boom. Boom. How was your race? Oh, feels like a whirlwind of hours that pass by among the trees and the clouds and the mountains. I don't know if that makes any sense. It was good. It went really fast, though. Like, did it really happen? I don't know. Yeah. You and Becky both ran a hundred miles. Bob ran a hundred miles. Gary Lampman wow. ran a hundred miles. We we had a good support system of of PA runners and crew and pacers out there for sure. Yeah, crazy mountain launcher one hundred um, went down Friday in Montana um, near Livingston. Mm-hmm. It is a point to point race, second year race. I'll be honest with you. I'd be surprised if it doesn't become a uh, a household name in the ultra running hundred world. We just uh, solid hard race, amazing. I don't really have much bad to say about it, other than uh, you know I think I think our trail dogs up here, Craig and everybody, they do an amazing job with course marking uh-huh. when it comes to races. Um, that would be the only thing I would say was lighter than I'm used to out there, but yeah. I found my way. It was enough, but wow. I mean, it was a, it's a hard race. Um, I think, you know, I think everybody that I know that did it, Becky, myself, Bob and uh, Gary are very happy to cross the finish line. Fabulous. So you had a, did everything go as expected? Hmm. Does it ever? <laughs> hmm. No, you know? so I want to hear about the unexpected. What what happened? I mean, 100 miles, I think you should expect the unexpected, right? 
I mean, I think that's the game the the good elites play. That's what Courtney always talks about. Courtney Dualter, she she likes the unexpected because it gives her opportunity to to work through it, right? I, yeah. I've been kind of trying to do that mindset. I don't know. For me, I, I wore those normal shoes. None normal, I guess. I don't know. Normals. No. Do you like did you like them? That they, they didn't make me Killian look like Killian. Nobody looks like Killian. Nobody runs like Killian. No. I don't know. I kicked a I kicked more rocks. I don't know if I kicked more rocks or the fact that they had uh, minimal toe protection compared to what I usually run in maybe. But the first 40 miles, I, I just kept kicking rocks. and I, That's where my, my pus and my goo in, inside my toenails currently is coming from. Tell um, us more about the pus and the goo. I, I intend to. I mean, it was really bad. It got to the point where... It, before mile 40, I knew I was destroying my toes more than I ever had. That that slight ache was happening. It wasn't blisters. It was literally hitting stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if I, was, I just wasn't picking my feet up enough or what, but I think it was just the minimalistic uh, shoe that I'm not, I wasn't really trained for as much as I should be maybe. I don't know. But yeah. I, 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 threw, I finally gave up them at mile 40-ish and put on my... Uh, Hoka tectons, the carbon plate Hoka's, and yeah. it made a world. I didn't have another other than my feet were already toes were already destroyed. They protected me for the rest of the race. So it was really it's kind of eye opener, I guess. Really weird. Um, yeah, both- no, I, I get that. And I remember the last time I attempted World's End, that was one of my problems that kept stubbing my toe, and I felt like. Every time that it happened, like, this has got to be mental. Like, <laughs> I, I like, there's no way that I can blame this on the shoes or blame it on somebody else. Like, it truly felt like this is in my head now. And somehow it just keeps happening. It, like, it felt like it was the subconscious thing that was happening. So um, I think when you can have a backup pair of shoes, even if it switches your mindset, that's enough to... Um, help bring you out of it. And that's one of the reasons why I think this is a bit off topic, but I think that's one of the reasons why it's tough sometimes to go without crew. That's the one thing that I would go crewless if I could have a pair of shoes follow me along the way, just in case. <laughs> but um, I don't know. That's that's good that you made the switch. You, you decided like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm going to yeah, I mean, I as you as we talked about last week, we both packed very minimalistic. Um, we both just went out with a carry-on bag for a hundred, and that was the one thing that I took two of was was the shoes. The normal shoes, man, they are comfortable. They feel like a slipper. They fit good, but I, I don't I don't know if it's just my my ten my toes are too tender for something like that or what really. Big difference, though. It wasn't – I don't think it was in my mind. I think the Hoka's – I think your natural, normal person shoe, for lack of a better word, has more protection. Um, the uppers are a little thicker, and the, the front even doesn't doesn't cave in as much maybe when you hit something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you, you're good with a normal shoe, but not a normal shoe. Not a normal – I'm going to wear it for shorter stuff, for sure. I could see it. Yeah. It's because they're light. They're very light. Yeah. Um, but they and they have enough cushion on in my opinion they're not they're not crazy minimal that way but right. uh, this was too technical of a course i guess too many rocks and 
I must not lift my feet up enough. But other than that, for me, that was the only uh, surprise I had other than typical stomach issues, which I still I still constantly fight with, Grace. I can I, I would love to do a, a hundred miler or a long distance race and and feel hungry when I come into an aid station. Anyone. I mean, it started off the bat for me. The first aid station I came to, none of the goodies looked good. And I was trying to choke down calories the rest of the race. Yeah, yeah I uh, personally, and we, we are definitely going to answer this question that Jeff put in there. Yeah. Um, but my opinion, <laughs> this is my opinion, that you give your body what it needs, whether you like it or not, on race day. And whether or not something looks good or feels good, if you know it's the right thing to do, then you just do it anyway. And and so I I truly feel that way about fueling. You like I think it's worth the time and effort to try to figure out what foods work well with your body. And when I say that, I don't mean what foods are delicious because if that were the case then i don't know i would i <laughs> i think i for me actually that it might be the case sometimes that the delicious foods also work well for my body but i think you try to figure out what works for your body in other words what things um are you not going to puke back up they don't make you nauseous and they give you energy that you need but not necessarily the things that you enjoy i mean i I don't know that I enjoy spring energy gels. I certainly wouldn't eat them any other time, but I know that my body fuels well on spring energy and Muir. And um, I've been doing scratch and honey stinger chews. I, I perform well off of those and I don't perform well off of some other foods. And so um, I think when it comes to food at aid stations and food that you bring, you you eat the things that you have to eat, not the stuff that. No, I hundred percent agree. I mean, you and I both know you got to get the calories, no matter what, one way or another. Yep. Doesn't matter how you feel. It's just frustrating when every first, literally, when you come to the aid station, look at the food, you kind of get queasy, and then once it's in your mouth, it it's extremely hard to swallow. As soon as you swallow, it's it's uh, oh, like you know, for me, it was a uh, I my body didn't, didn't want it. It's, it's hard to keep down. And I a hundred percent agree with you about spring. Uh, Bob Bauer saved me and gave me a couple spring during the race. And if it, I like the flavor of spring when my stomach is happy, but even when it's not happy, at least you can just, I can choke it down, choke yeah. it down a lot easier than chewing. Like nothing, none of the good stuff looked good. None of the pierogies looked good, not looked good. They looked fine, but they, Instantly, for me, it's just a, a sour stomach. Most of the yeah, and I would say, and it, you know, not just for you, but for anybody, I think if something is giving you a sour stomach, then you just keep trying different stuff until you figure out what it is that works for you. You know, I don't know what else there is to try. I'd be open to anybody's suggestions at this point. I, I do like to scratch. I, I pulled off of that for a while. But even that, that sour flavor of scratch, I, I got tired of drinking that. Yeah, I kept drinking it. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it it got, I, I just like everybody, I got tired We're gonna of it. Figure it out. We're going to figure this out. Have you done maple syrup? I've tried maple syrup, but maple syrup is one of those things where. Um, <gasps> Becky. Hi, Becky. Hi. 
you know, I just, again, everybody else has the same problem, but after so many miles, I don't want those sweets anymore. No, but if you can find one thing that works, then you can just start making a list, you know? Right. I know Gabe, Gabe Batdorf, who's, who's about to run his first hundred for Eastern States coming up here in two weeks. He's, he's a big uh, maple syrup guy. That's pretty yeah. much all he fuels off of. So maybe I should try it and stick with it. Yeah, when I uh, when I get sick of everything else, I don't really get nauseous when I run. But when I get sick of everything else, and I know that I just need to keep eating, that I'll do maple syrup because it's a lot of calories in a very small amount. Yeah, and uh, and so I'll just do maple syrup because it's easy. Well, I mean, maybe that'll be my next test on my next hundred is or my next training run, I should say, is to yeah. To try to just stick, even though it's sweet, keep pounding it and see if I can keep ingesting it and go from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the, I, and um, Jason Coop, uh, who is like the person that I look up to the most in all of trail running is Jason Coop. And, uh, and he had said this, he had said, look, even who is the guy who did a hundred miler on no fuel? That was uh, Zach Bitter, I think. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, that was who I'm running with at two at the Canadian 200. I always forget his yeah. name. Anyway, yeah. So, so he was interviewed afterwards, and one of the things that even he said, he was like, "Look, I absolutely would have performed faster had I fueled." <laughs> so mm -hmm. you can like your if you compare your performance of not fueling versus fueling, your performance fueling is always going to be stronger. So you can. You, you can try to get really good at not fueling and running. And that's, I think that's what a lot of people do, or you can spend the same amount of effort just trying to figure out what works for you. And, and if you take that amount, you take it just as seriously as you do your speed work and you try to figure out what works for you at the end of the race, you're going to end up with a faster race than if you try um, to just make it through with minimal fueling. So it's, it's by I far, who it was thank you matt yeah and he's right run, he's running the canadian 200 that i'm doing which is going to be exciting because i want to i would love to meet him um it is by far and and i'm i'm sure everybody would would agree it's their problem too but it is by far my achilles heel nothing more um you know what my achilles heel is it's my achilles heel it's not feeling i can eat anything no, I know. And even Becky, Becky was like, well, maybe you should try running a hundred and not, you know, at a little lower intensity. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get that. But we all have our, you know, little lower intensity. And then you don't spend 20 minutes puking and it just evens out. I, I only puke I only ever once. I don't puke. I just, I'm right on the edge the whole time. There are several times during this race where I stopped by myself in the middle of the night, leaned up against a tree and was like, it's, it's time. You know, here it comes and it, I, I didn't, but it's that close the whole time, which ends up, you know, taking a little of the joy out of the race for me. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's, if I figure that out, man, I would look, I, again, I think I said at the beginning, I'm I'd love to run one a hundred miler and at least feel somewhat okay. Yeah. There's a lot of joy in having a beer and a burger in the middle of a very long race. I can tell Great. you that experience. <laughs> it's awesome. So if you can train your stomach and, and here's one of the things that, um, that I talk about, you know, you already know this, Becky, you already know this, but 
um, for anybody listening in, because to your point, I do think a lot of people struggle with um, fueling. And here, here's what I see a lot of people doing, like building up to the marathon or building up to the, the first 50K or something like that. They start practicing fueling only on their long runs and only when long runs get past, get up to like 20 miles. And that's when they start using fueling. And then they're like, oh, my stomach can't handle anything. And it's like, well, why didn't you start practicing back when you were doing, uh, you know, nine miles and 10 miles? And, and so the, just because you don't have to fuel when you're only running nine miles doesn't mean you can't fuel when you're only running nine miles. Like that's the time to practice. That's the time to figure it out is when you're doing a much shorter distance, you do a, an hour and a half to two hour run, figure out what works for you. And then by the time you work up to 20 miles, 30 miles, you already know what works for you. So uh, if you're only doing it on big long runs when it's 20 miles plus, and you're only doing it when you're getting really close to race day, you've really only practiced three or four times. So it takes, I think, a while to figure out what foods work for you. And not just like for me, for example, I can eat anything and keep running, but not everything makes me perform well. So some things actually lower my performance. <laughs> so not only figuring out what your stomach can tolerate, but also um, what fueling is going to make you perform at your peak is an entirely different um, level of like, oh, if I just, I can eat pierogies the whole time, but am I going to run faster? Probably not. You know, I can have a pierogi here and there, but honestly, I have to mix in some other stuff. So I think um, for anybody listening in and trying to figure out the fueling problem, one of my biggest recommendations would be to practice fueling on your shorter, quote unquote, shorter, you know, hour and a half, two hour runs. Yeah, that is, that's very good advice. I would say, and but I, I would say it's, it, it is somewhat good to mix in um, going for a run with, with low, lower calories also every once in a while, just so your body knows what to do. Yeah. I think that you might end up in a situation where, you, you got to make it go. And it doesn't mean to dehydrate the crap out of yourself or anything like that. But, uh, you know, you, you can, you can get through some, some lower mileage stuff without, but I mean, I, I honestly, I'll probably try doing what you're saying a little more because I, I tend to lean toward more toward towards letting my body fuel myself on most training runs. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the mindset that, okay, when I get to a race, this is all, this is all extra. The aid station stuff's extra compared to what I'm trained for, but it doesn't work like that because it's yeah. a shock to my system. And yeah. I, I do know that that much. Yeah. I don't go crazy with it. Yeah. Well, and here's what I tell my athletes is fuel early and often, because you're right. You don't, you don't actually need fuel for the whole thing, but let's say you're doing an eight hour race and, um, you, you have your breakfast, you might have second breakfast, you're fueling within the first 30 minutes and you keep this like constant flow of fuel into your system. And then if your stomach goes south and it's mile six or mile seven, well, you can just quit eating and keep going. <laughs> you don't need fuel at that point. So the trick is to stop fueling toward the end of the race, not at the beginning of the race when, when you should be at your peak. 
And I think that's what a lot of people do is they're like, I'll try to, and I used to do this too. I'll go as long as I can until I'm desperate for food. And the thing is like, your body doesn't work like a car. You know, you don't like run on gas until your gas tank is empty and then the car just stops. Like you, you slowly start to wither. It's more like a plant. So you can't, you can't like not give your plant water for two months and then just put it in the bathtub and expect it to survive. Like it needs a little bit of water all the time. It, and I think we think our bodies work like gas tanks and they don't. So we have to give our bodies a little bit, little bit, little bit. And then when we get towards the end, then like, eh, it, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, no, that's good stuff, Grace. I like it. I like your, your, uh, comparisons. Not a gas tank. Not a gas tank. You're a Don't put a plant flower. in a swimming pool, right? Lovely flower. That's but, yeah. Mean. Anyway, going back to the race real quick. I mean, so it, it was overall good. We both finished with smiles on our face, I think. Um, the, the only other thing I would say about the race, it's interesting because they instantly I was comparing numbers to other races that I've done. And it's very number wise. It's similar to Eastern States. Okay. It's got a little more gain, but numbers are pretty darn close. The big difference for us East Coasters is this 100 miler was five climbs, only five climbs, not only five climbs, five big climbs that were 3,000 plus foot of gain. So where around here can you find a 3,000 foot sustainable climb and a 3,000 plus foot descent to practice on, you know? Vermont? I don't yeah. know what Vermont, I know there are no climbs in Pennsylvania that high. So I think that's what made it. Yeah. You know, if you were to ask me if it's harder than Eastern States, no, I, I'm not going to, I can't compare the two. I don't like doing that, but it, yeah. it was every bit as challenging as Eastern States because of that reason. You know, my, the, the time going downhill, constant downhill and vice versa, constant uphill, three to 4,000 foot climbs. It, it is, we're just Becky and I, and I think any other East coasters are not, not very used to it, which makes it just hard. Yeah. Well, everybody was watching the both of you. Becky, how was your race? It was good. Um, like he was saying with the climbs, I probably prefer the climbs that were out there. I mean, you're climbing for hours versus it's not as steep as like Eastern States. I mean, you're like dying for 40 minutes for, at Eastern States, yeah. where here it's just constant power hiking for like two hours or three hours to get yeah. to the top. Um, I don't know. It was, they're, they're both hard. So. Mm -hmm. And but, the descending for a really, for two hours. Right. And it's a lot of loose stuff out there. So like to descend quickly is kind of, is difficult. Plus, I mean, you're descending for an hour and a half versus. You know, it's not, it's definitely not fast. Yeah. Now what, what, um, we already heard about Eric's shoes. So what shoes did you run in? I ran, I ran in speed goats. Nice. Just one pair the whole time. I changed my socks a couple times. Yeah. But my feet held up well. I stepped on a stick, which stabbed my other foot. That was probably the only thing that really hurt me. And it was my own thing. So, yeah. And uh, so the big question, because you were you were considering bringing bear spray. So did you see any bears? I did not. And I did not carry bear spray. Oh, man. 
I Are think you didn't he, he get to see any bears though. No, I wanted to see goats though. Yeah. And I only saw a hair. So I did see a mule deer and that was it. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. I heard of one, one bear sighting on the, during the race that somebody said they saw a bear. Other yeah. than that, it was, uh, I mean, you spend a lot of time above tree, tree line, which isn't bear, bear real country that much. And, uh, amazingly absolutely amazingly beautiful course i i would recommend it to anybody who's looking for a scenic hard hundred for sure yeah it was beautiful these aren't buffed out trails there i think that was one of maybe our advantages is that it wasn't super technical but it's kind of similar the trails have stuff on them rocks mm -hmm. and stuff and you know we're used to that so it wasn't it wasn't california buffed out dirt trails yeah yeah um, but yeah, the, the the views from the top were phenomenal. So anyway, that's great. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's the the highlight of highlights of our our trip. It was a pretty fast out and back for us, and uh, we brought the buckles back at least. Yeah, brought a lot of buckles back to Pennsylvania. What's the? I mean, what was the finisher rate? Do you know? Very high this year, and that thank you for reminding me. It just became a Western States qualifier, which includes this year's results. So that was kind of neat. Nice. What is it? Or the percentage for it to be a Western States? It's like sixty or seventy, I think, finisher. And it anyway, it got to that threshold this year. The weather we could not have asked for better weather out there right now is like 95, 96 degrees every day, and race day magically something came through and it was like 81 degrees overcast breezy we got rained on and wet which didn't really matter but wow like i can't explain to you how lucky everybody got for this race compared to what it was last year and what the temperatures are currently it's crazy that had to help the finishing rate for yeah. sure yeah yeah absolutely well you know especially after ure i'm sure that was a relief that you didn't have to deal with crazy, crazy weather. I know, I mean, Becky, you've had plenty of finishes in crazy weather before, so you probably would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Still makes I'm, sense. Having, I'm, I'm really happy with myself. I am proud of myself. This is the first hundred that I've done. I had a crew. We had, we'd have people at aid stations, but this is the first one that I didn't run, ever run with anybody. No, no pacers at all. And um, I, I tend to, to let the devil in my head get to me and, it got to me during this race. So I'm, I'm happy that I made it to the finish line, which was, it's really cool. And I, sp I mean, I spent 99% of that race by myself for a hundred miles. So it's kind of, it feels good to be able to, um, to be, be inside yourself for that long and come out on top. And I'm sure yeah. some people know that feeling. Yeah. I know what it's like to be inside myself too. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> this was the first time you said it. I'm just repeating you. So this was the first time that the two of you raced the same rate. Like, I shouldn't say that. You've raced at the same time because you did World's End. Like Eric, you were in the 50K and Becky, you were in the 100 K at the same yeah, time. This is the but first this is we've done like together, the first rate, hundredth mile and first yeah. rate ran together yeah yeah without each other's help i believe yeah. i mean it's only a second year event but i believe we're the first couple to complete it which is neat sure yeah yeah that is neat mm -hmm. uh, what about you what did you do this weekend uh i ran uh miner's lady 
It's a eight hour event, um, which is in West Virginia. It is, uh, it's a race I look forward to every year. It's been around for five years and I've run it every single year for five years. Absolutely love this race. Um, Sarah and Katie are the race directors and, um, I, it's just, it's such a well done race. It's 6.2 mile loop in West Virginia. And for a hot second, you go into Virginia for a nice little waterfall and then kind of come back out. Uh, so it's a great 6.2 mile loop. Every time you come back around, they have a different theme to the, to the start finish. So one time you come around, like it's your birthday and you come back around and it's Christmas and like <laughs> they do cool stuff with the start finish and their finisher awards are always amazing. They have something different every year. One year it was a hammock. One year it was a fanny pack. This year was a very nice ceramic mug. Um, they always have just the happiest volunteers the entire time. I can't say enough about this race. So miners lady, eight hour. I recommend everybody to sign up for it unless you're running a crazy mountain hundred the same weekend. And I did three loops and I was happy with that. Um, I have Baker 50 miler coming up and I don't know. I was good with three. I was hot. It was really hot. I was kind of done. I just wanted to cheer people on. So I did. Yeah, we heard it was pretty bad here. Uh, Friday and Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, the heat index was up to 100. Um, and they did a great job of having plenty of, they had a, an additional aid station that they usually don't have. Um, and then they had lots of ice and water and, you know, it just, it gets kind of miserable when you're out there. I And I took good care of myself, um, but I was just hiking so much. <laughs> <laughs> and missing out on the party. So I called it after three loops and 19 miles and got to try out some new shoes too. So I tried out the uh, Topo Mountain Racer. Oh, how do you like those? I like them a lot. I It's interesting because I, I just tried, I just bought, I went shopping with Laura. We are race planning. And we went over to REI and I also bought the uh, La Sportiva, the Bushidos, which I've been wanting to try for a long time. And I love the Bushidos. Hmm. I really like those a lot. They feel very comfortable and cozy. But I know that later on in a race, my feet are going to want something more like a Topo. Yeah. I run in Topo road shoes and I like them a lot. I um, like I just, the road shoes too. Yeah. I'm in the Spectres right now which I like. And um, the, the Topo trail shoes, I just love bombing downhills and I slide a little bit in them. Um, and I don't slide at all in the Las Sportivas. So I coming into Baker, I think I'm going to start with the Las Sportivas and then switch over the, the Topo mountain racer. What do you, have you tried the Topo trail shoes? I only tried the Terra Ventures and I did not like them. Really? They're, yes. But I yeah. love the Topo fly lights, light flights. I forget something. They're road shoes. I really, yeah. really like those. So I've been looking at getting a trail pair, just not the Terra Ventures because I didn't like yeah. them. Well, and I've heard, I feel like most people I know like either the road or the trail, but not both. So right. I just assumed that I wouldn't like them. 
Um, but when I got the mountain racers, which I went to two rivers treads, I love two rivers treads. It is a not, it is not a running shoe store. It is a trail running store. Which oh, is yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's in West Virginia. It's in uh, close to Harper's Ferry. That's far. And her, yeah, Harper's Ferry is beautiful though. Like you could, you could like take the whole family down there. The Appalachian Trail goes straight through there, so it's it's a trail town. <laughs> and um, and they do online shopping, by the way. But um, it is is definitely a trail running store, and they have all kinds of shoes and gear and everything that you could want. Uh, and so when I was buying the topos, they said that the the mountain runner mountain racer whatever yeah they um they're the most slender of all of the topos and i like a more slender fit so i thought well maybe that's why i like them Mm -hmm. slender in the back i mean not in the front because all topos are are wide in the front but they're more slender toward the heel and i like that Hmm. so what are you wearing for the baker challenge then I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna probably run in both. I'm gonna start in the Las Sportivas and then switch to Topos later on. Nice. And you have Stephanie Daniels and Carl Lear as uh, your helping crew slash pacers, right? Uh, yeah. Somehow I always get the most amazing crew and pacers. I don't understand it. <laughs> I was gonna bad talk Stephanie, but since you're saying, <laughs> yeah, I get Steph Daniels as my pacer. <laughs> That's awesome. She's just gonna walk next to me, I think. Yeah, that, be She's gonna be great company. And I, I think that's you know uh one of the great things about about having her around. So I'm excited. Yeah, they're great humans. Don't don't tell her I ever said that. Keep that no. between you and I. Even on the trail, don't tell her that she's a she's an okay human, but that she is. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm more and more excited about Baker. Um I don't know. It'll be good. I'll get it done. I am really excited the week before for Eastern States. And so Becky, or not Becky, you're Becky. Uh, Laura and I were starting to pregame and we put together a race plan for her. We went to ABC, Appalachian Brewing Company, uh, and had some, some good food and brought my laptop and put together a race plan. And I'm really excited because we have such a great crew, right? So there's Becky, there's you, you're pacing. Yep. Uh, Bob Bauer's pacing. Jesse Lubero's pacing. And I'm crew and I have a special hat. So this <laughs> is like, this is like a, a power group. And I was talking to my good friend, Sarah Wanger, we were talking about Eastern States and, and uh, she ran it last year as her first hundred. And uh, just, you know, she had an amazing race and she was, she was talking about some things that she would do differently and, and she's pretty excited. And, um, and Eric Faree, her um, significant other, significant yep. other, I don't know how they, you know, Go with that. Yeah, I don't know how they define things. It's fine. But uh, so he was nearby and he's like, yeah, I heard you on the podcast and he, you were talking about how great your crew is. But me and Sarah, we have a great crew, too. And I was like, oh, well, tell me about your crew. And they said to the people and they really do. They have amazing crew. Chad Brown's one of I forget which one. Chad, Chad Brown. Brown's one. 
That's not a good start to list of an amazing <laughs> Wait, so, so Sarah's running it again? Say, yeah, Sarah is oh, running okay. it again. Um, I'm trying to convince her to do Blacklist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to work, though. Uh, Sarah's running it again. Eric's, and Eric's very, very strong runner. So it's, he's just going to knock it out of the park, I'm sure. But And, and Eric's going to have a great race. Sarah's going to have a great race. These things are known. Laura's going to have a great race. Yes. Now, the real question is, who will have the best crew, the superior <laughs> crew? And so right here, right now, I'm throwing down. And I'm saying that I'm going to come up with a point system. And I hereby challenge Sarah's crew and Eric's crew for best crew, best pacers at Eastern States. That's interesting. And, you know, by you doing that, since... We are the cap co-captains of Tombs Flats Aid Station. We could probably easy easily come up with a point system throughout aid stations to uh -huh. to score said crew said crew. <laughs> I'm saying and, I'm throwing it down. And at the end of the race, add up points determined by the crew's skill level. Um uh -huh personality, skill level, whatever, whatever things we come attitude, up with before, attitude, speed, and uh, then we, we will have a <laughs> honest answer as to who would be the best crew. So if anybody else is watching and wants to join in on this crew challenge, because it's just two crew right now, let's face it, that's a pretty boring challenge. Two live crew. No, it's three crew. Three. Because there's Sarah's crew and Eric's oh, crew okay. and Laura's crew. Do, does does Eric and Sarah's crew know they're challenging each other? No, not yet. I didn't think so. <laughs> so it's just basically it's you making up this, this game that you want to win. I make. think they'd be in, though. I think they'd be in. All right. I, I like the idea. I, mm -hmm. I will spend very little time to try to make this happen. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Um, again, we're we're looking very much forward to uh, being, being aid station tombs flats and and watching you as this fun. elite crew um come rolling in in your bentley's and your uh your level whatever. nine i'm a level nine you should probably maybe consider like a helicopter transport system yep <laughs> bling you need bling for sure yeah absolutely yeah, Matt Smith says, "How about another award for anyone running solo without a crew?" I mean, they already have, yeah. they have some awards coming to those people. Special glasses, special yeah. glasses, special bibs, and yeah. it is it should be noticed for sure, and and it is. So That's yeah, we we look forward to the adventure of uh, not running the race and all the other stuff involved in two weeks. Yeah, and I, I think I think this is a good throwdown too because. You know, Eric and Laura and Sarah are just nice human beings that love trail running. And us crew are, <laughs> it's going to be me and Chad. And <laughs> I hope she comes into an aid station or they come into an aid station and all the crew are just fighting each other and you can't even handle it. No, I think it's, I think when they come in, it's going to be all business. And as soon as they leave, that's when we'll. That's when the shenanigans start. That's when the shenanigans happen. Is I when, like it. Yeah. It'll be all business when our runners are there. But. I think all, th all three of them and uh, 
Uh, let's face it. Hopefully everybody who enters the race does a phenomenal job and, and gets to where they want to be. Um, we all know Eastern States, the biggest factor is going to be the weather. Yes. So fingers um, crossed for everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited though. It's going to be a, a fun, fun weekend. I haven't figured out what I'm going to wear throughout the day yet. Um, <laughs> But these are these are big important things to figure out. So I'm, I, have, I have a few fanny packs. I haven't decided if I'm going to pick one fanny pack or if I'm going to switch fanny packs. I might have a daytime fanny pack and a nighttime fanny pack. I don't know. All right, listen, you're you got to handle this more seriously. Like the performers on stage, they they change at after every song. I know. You, you, have, you have to come into every aid station with a different. Oh. That's that's a good idea. I mean, I have I have three or four fanny packs. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm thinking whole pajama outfits and everything. Oh, I definitely have different pajamas. I did get new pajamas for Slopeside Slumber Party because that's kind of I like them. I saw that. You like little dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that should be a good time. I, we, yeah. I look forward to it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit next week also since it'll be. Well, we I got to hear if if these other crews take me up on my challenge. Um, hmm. I'm hoping they submit some videos. Um, if they I would love to have them on maybe live next week, and we can have a showdown on here. I, that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Ed I, Brown at least. I don't know. Yeah, I I would like to see some representation from those crews and uh, see if they take the if they take crewing seriously or not because I think if they don't participate then they're not serious enough yeah. about crewing. You you are really using this platform to speak your mind when they have no voice currently. <laughs> you know, I love amateur wrestling and I <laughs> might be channeling a little bit of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage at the moment. So just nice. Know. Well, all we can do is hope that that uh, the right team wins. Yeah. It's, it's so. Well, I'm going to continue. Ask me, ask me what I'm doing this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? I'm probably going to continue to kind of recover. You know, probably go by and trying to. I'm trying to listen to your your words and your advice about how many days to take off. Becky and I did not do good the first day after. Our we, recovery was <laughs> not. I told him. I said I don't think Grace would approve of no, this recovery. <laughs> we did ten miles and almost four thousand feet of gain. But it was, it was a hike. It was, it was, it was amazing. We it was. Were, we were not prepared. We forgot. Like we didn't really realize what we were getting into, and we did not have any food. And I was definitely the person on the Snickers commercial. I was. <laughs> <laughs> True. I needed food so badly. Yeah. Uh, always bring, always bring a little something. What are you doing <laughs> this weekend? Beautiful. It was. Okay. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, uh, I haven't, I haven't really decided. I have, um, there's a, uh, local roadrunner, Tori. I like to take all the local roadrunners and turn them into trail runners. And so Tori last weekend went for her first trail run and now all she wants to do is trail run. So I'm going to take her to some, uh, some really nice trails, I think at, uh, Yuri Overlook. I think we're going to go there. And then uh, we're like, oh, I'm going with my very good friend, Amy, Sunday. We're going to hit up the AT a little bit over in Michaud State Forest. 
Nice. I haven't seen Amy in ages, so doing some running with friends. That's nice. Great. Yeah. Well, and I know the Little Loggers event up here in Tioga County is Ooh. this weekend on Saturday. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, we're just, I think it's good. I mean, I have less than a month and a half before the 200, so yeah. I have to get recovered and, and keep hammering away. Yeah. Yeah, you got to figure out food before then. Yeah, this is this is my only low-key weekend in August because I've got Eastern States and then uh, Slopeside Slumber Party and then Baker and then it's Labor Day weekend after that. So, Well, okay, let's put in some more plugs for Slopeside, Slopeside Slumber Party. Is that Will that have night of registration? Yes, I will have day of registration. 35 bucks. So uh, $35 for three hours. Try to keep it low on the prices. We are backed by York uh, Roadrunners Club, which is if if I didn't have their backing, I probably couldn't do that amount. So uh, they really um, they really help out in a big way by carrying insurance and that kind of stuff to keep those costs low. And it is at Ski Roundtop, which is the highest point in all of York County. And um, I think this year we're the only foot race on the slope. Nice. And the biggest thing, I always tell everybody this, like a lot of the stuff that I try to look for is stuff that's different than your normal race that starts on Saturday morning at 6, 7 a.m. and goes so far distance and you, you finish and you hang out with amazing people and eat amazing food. But that's the beauty of something like the Slopeside Slumber Party is it's at night. It's different. You still have Sunday to recover. Yeah. And we're going to do what we can to try to make it. But just like you, after this weekend, man, things get dumb weekend after weekend after weekend. So so much happening. So and cool. Yeah. So I we're going to try it. That's why I asked about day of registration. Oh yeah. Yeah. Day of registration. And there is, um, I do have a, uh, camping that is at Pinchot state park, 10 minutes away. And so we have a group campsite that's paid for by York Roadrunners club that anybody can camp at. And so you can check in at like four o'clock, hang out. Um, there is kayaking at that lake. There's trail running, there's mountain biking, there's hiking, um, all of those things. Uh, and then you can run the race and then you can stay until four o'clock the next day. So, uh, that's a nice little bonus of kind of making a weekend out of it. I know there's a couple of races that day. However, I do want to say that you could, you could actually do both because <laughs> Slopeside doesn't start until 8 PM. Right. Um, I know a couple of other races that happen that day. I've, I've thrown some ideas out there to some of those race directors. And say, you know, you could do both. That would that would be kind of cool. So I would love to see uh, people do two races that day. I think that would be fun. But we do have uh, because it's on private property um, and it is as a, at a ski resort. The ski resort is serving food um, uh, and they will have uh, plant based friendly food and they are serving alcohol as well. They're serving beer and they serve pretty good beers if you're into beer. And we also have, um, like, it's a, it's a very much a fun family atmosphere. I think the unique thing, I think the unique thing about Slopeside Slumber Party is that you can, 
it's a spectator friendly event. So you run half a mile flat, you do half a mile, about 650 feet up and then half a mile down and the down, the descent you're facing toward the crowd <laughs> as you run down. So you could actually bring family and friends, even if they're not runners and they can hang out, they can have a good time. They can sit inside at the lodge and see you run toward them. Um, so out of all in our sport and trail running, I think there's not a lot of races that are very spectator friendly, but this one is, and you would see your person fairly often because it's only a mile and a half to get around. Um, so I think, I think out of anything that's, you know, there's lots of looped courses out there. There's lots of climby courses out there. There's not a lot that you can bring your, your family and your friends and it's open. So even if you don't want to run, you can just come and hang out. <laughs> yeah. And the bottom line is you bring your family and friends, they can join the race and walk up and down a hill too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's private property. So if you grab a beverage yeah. and start climbing up, like <laughs> you know, nobody's going to really say anything. We, we have a good time. So it's only the second year. I'm still uh, building everything up and, and excited for this year because it is something a little bit different. Cool. Well, that uh, I think that about ends our, our Tuesday evening show, wouldn't you say? That absolutely ends our Tuesday evening show. We're back to Mondays next week, yeah? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Sorry to mess up everybody's schedules. Let's do it. Okay, well, I, I wish you all the luck in preparing for this crew showdown. Yeah. And we'll talk about it more next week. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah. And have a great week. Thanks for joining, Becky. Bye. Bye.